Oh, it's the eve of the fall classic postseason marathon getting to take place as the MLB playoffs are about to begin. Plus, we're watching a barn burner between the Manning teams as the Colts and Broncos are on Thursday night football. And what's your favorite sports theme of all time? That and more. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Biggie. Holy hell, what are you doing, man? I was watching Matt Ryan for a second. He thought he was Josh Allen, and then I remembered he's more like uh, Tom Brady with no legs. He's yeah. like Captain Dan or whatever, <laughs> and he got sacked and almost murdered. And you were bubbled. intrigued. You were literally a deer in headlights as we started the show, and now I'm just questioning everything about our preparation tonight. Sorry, it just uh, took me by storm. Didn't know what I was watching. It's like when you get sucked into something and you go to a different world, but your still body isn't. You got sucked into the vortex. It it was bad. It was bad. That's all right. We're here to move on, though. And, uh, you know, we we got a lot of baseball to talk about, which, you know, we've skirted with baseball here or there. Obviously, we've had the milestone stuff we've been tracking, and Aaron Judge finally got over the hump, which I guess is the first show we've had since uh, 62 got hit. How do you feel about the decision to uh, sit him down in the final game and uh, not even try for the triple crown? I mean, the, the the twins guy. I mean, the twins guy had to win it, right? Where was where were they both at the, at the last I, game? It was year? like a point oh eight difference so or like, something. But like if that. the twins guy would have went over four, he'd have lost it to Judge, correct? I think so. So, I mean, but the fact is, you want to be out there. I mean, and it, it's like Ted Williams. I he, knew that was coming. He wanted the 400, and he didn't just be like – he didn't feel right hitting 399, you know, and rounding up to 400. He wanted to be over, and he went out and went, what? Five six, of eight. Six for eight, I think. Hit a home run. Yeah, and a doubleheader. Mm. Played both. So, so I know um, we'll definitely have a more in-depth conversation at this whenever awards are announced, but uh, is, is Judge winning the MVP? Uh, he will, but I think it's closer than people realize. And that what I sent you all – Mm-hmm. Earlier this week, it's, I mean, and I know you're nitpicking stats here, but he had more uh, he had more home runs than Stanton, a higher batting average than Mookie Betts. You're talking about Shohei or Tommy? Shohei, yeah. And then he had more strikeouts than Verlander and a lower ERA than Garrett Cole. And Verlander is uh, going to win the Cy Young, right? Yes. And but like you're talking about four All Stars, and he's done better on both sides of the ball than they have. In four categories. Yeah, and I think I, this is what I've been saying. Just the novelty of Otani's kind of wore off. Like when it first came out that he was this guy, you know, it's it's cool, right? But now you're just kind of used to it. He's ex- way exceeded expectations. Right. Like, I would have never imagined he'd be doing the things he's doing right now at on both sides. Now, to be fair, well, Aaron Judge is having uh, what a lot of people are considering a historic season in his own right. What do you lead? Eight statistical categories? Yeah, and congrats. You're 11 behind Bonds. Uh, well, job, yes, well, like not everybody can be Barry Bonds, okay? <laughs> like Barry Bonds is not in the MVP this race. Is this is participation year. trophies at its finest. This is where we're at, Chad. Biggie, go ahead and give us your thoughts before we move off of this topic. <laughs> well, I'm fine with him sitting down because your bigger goal is to do something in the playoffs, so give him a day of rest. 
I agree that if that's something you really wanted to go for, you get out there, you hit, you play. You don't hope that it falls back into your lap. He will be the MVP because of the season that he had and the fact that Otani won it last year. It's one of those right. deals where a little bit of his allure wears off. But as far as Otani goes, a better season this year than last year. Do you see what? Yeah, do you see what they gave him to avoid arbitration? You know how these things usually go where they haggle? They gave him $30 million for one year. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. He'll be a free agent after next year. Yes. Sounds like, unless they lock him yeah, up. They're going to have to do something to lock him up. Or if they want to. Maybe they just feel like Well, they they're going to be under new ownership. Artie Moreno's selling the team. Maybe he's a big bargaining chip in the sale, and then he's a tradable guy after that. So you can actually have a solid team. I'm telling you right now, if you swap Judge and Otani, Otani be the MVP this year. Same yes. Stats. I, I, I'm not sure. Again, I am. Because think, think about when put Godzilla, him in that New York think market. Think about when Godzilla I, came over. I know and the, the hoopla around him. Right. Imagine this but, guy doing what he's doing right but now. But that in New didn't York last City. every season. He was in New York. It, it was that initial wave, and again, people are, they they move on from the bright shiny thing, and for whatever reason, like this is what I, I stay shinier longer in New it, York. I'm City. not disagreeing with that, but when you have a new American League home run record, I think that in itself is, is why you're going to get the MVP swinging the other way. But the the point – this is what I think I text you guys or this – or maybe I didn't. Maybe I thought it and I didn't text it and I wish I would have. If Otani can have a worse year next year and win the MVP. Yeah, I mean, if no one's yeah. doing what Judge is doing right. or even close, then he'll still win it. Because he's still the white unicorn. It's yeah. just that you had a historical season from a Yankee and that's what you get. You know, if Judge hits 55 home runs next year and floats to the triple crown and Otani does what he did this year, there's no way Judge wins it because he won it this year. That's how it'll go, Uh, which, you know, we can argue about that. But that's the same reason the NBA, why Michael Jordan didn't win, you know, nine MVPs. You know, I mean, you had to give Charles one. You had to give Carl Malone one. And, you know, that's how how sports writers work when it comes to these things. But, uh, you know, let's go ahead and switch gears into the playoffs. Biggie. Can I at least get a oh yeah or something since your Mariners made it? Woo! Are you excited? Win, dance, repeat. Yeah, I'm excited. I set my whole damn week up to be home to watch the game tomorrow at 407 when we beat the Blue Jays in round one, game one. All right, so just for those listening at home that aren't aware of the postseason structure, Mr. Brown, you want to educate the masses here on just how screwed up the uh, playoff uh, games are? Yeah, the playoffs start tomorrow. Um, we'll have weekend baseball to determine this first series. The first series, though, is a three-game series, best of three. And then the divisional series is best of five. The LCSs are best of five. And then finally, when you get to the World Series, it's back to best of seven. So we don't get the seven-game series until the World Series. Correct. And no more winner-go-home single elimination game. So I'm okay if you want to switch out to a three game. I love I love the single. You game. love the stakes. I get that. Yeah. But but man, how do you not have the AL and NLCS? How do you not have the championship series a seven game? See, to me, I would have done this wild card round to one game and then kept those seven. Yeah, even even if you did the the divisional five and, and then seven and then seven, like just give me. Is it the players' union that's making this difficult? Like what I happened? Know. I don't know. Uh, but to me, I mean, I would love the one game for this first series. All right, so before, before – The we, reason that I, – I completely agree. I love the one game. The only thing I wouldn't like this year is that uh, in years past where you had five teams, four and five were the wild cards playing the one game. This year you would have a division winner playing the one game. That's true. That's the only reason I'm kind of – I like the three game, but you're telling me you couldn't add – 
or stick with your original seven in the LCS? Like you gotta have seven there. It could have been three, five, seven, seven. That's right, some right. fucking bullshit. <laughs> It'd be more TV revenue. Right. It'd be more fans in the seats for everybody. It's we more can't baseball. make it seven games. People won't watch an extra game or two of playoff baseball. <laughs> like you're telling me that if you get Dodgers. Braves or Astros Yankees in the LCS and it went seven that your game six and seven wouldn't be the highest rated, you know, games like this is so stupid. Mm. Fuck Ram. Ram, Ram fuck Ram. All right. Calm down, baby. So uh, before we hit the uh, the the playoff uh, pairings here, we'll go through and maybe get some predictions to see how you're feeling. So uh, did you happen to look at see who Vegas likes overall? Are, are you shocked that the Dodgers obviously are the betting favorite going into the playoffs? I mean, franchise record uh, wins. So, I mean, they should be the clear favorite right now. Even though historically games. it hasn't equated to World I don't Series know, I victories. get it, but they're, it's the Dodgers but, and everyone else. You got to think Vegas is setting odds based off of what they did in the regular season, not historically, not what they think their playoff rotation is going to look like. They won 110 games. They've won the division how many games – or how many years in a row, they're going to be your betting favorite. So uh, the Astros, obviously, the favorite out of the AL. Second in both is the Braves and the Yankees at a plus 500 and a plus 550. The Mets are at a plus 900. Blue Jays at a plus 1,300. Cardinals, plus 2,200. Phillies, plus 25. Padres at 28. Rays at 2,800. Mariners at 3,000. Congratulations, they're not last. It's the Cleveland in. Guardians uh, at uh, 3500 So you're telling me if I just throw down a paltry $500 on the Mariners, I could walk away with like fifteen grand when they win yeah. the World Series? Yeah, fifteen grand, fifteen oh. gur, fifteen large. I'm betting five bucks on them. Well, there you go. It can be $150 then. So <laughs> I like I like your uh, confidence there. All right, so uh, the, the teams that got the bye, Dodgers, Astros, Braves, Yankees, correct? All right, so – Biggie, you already mentioned your Blue Jays or your Blue Jays. Your Mariners are, are playing. Uh, are they playing in Seattle? No, it's in Toronto. It's in Toronto. Yep. So you're playing in a dump in the Rogers Center. So congratulations. Uh, you're Luckily, already- all our players are allowed to play. So okay. we got that going for us. Okay, so that, that's good. Uh, Mr. Brown, we already know Biggie's bias is taking the Mariners. How do you feel about this series? I think this is the most intriguing series in, in the whole first round. Uh it, they're two young teams that are, are like trying to establish an identity. Uh, I slightly like the Mariners, and it's not because he's sitting in the room with me. I like their starting rotation better. Um, and I yeah, feel has played out for him. Right. I feel like that. Uh, and Rodriguez is this is this could be his coming out party to follow up the encore of the home run derby. I, I, I could be way wrong because I haven't followed it as closely, but I, I just got a feeling like the Mariners are a little hotter coming in than the Blue Jays are. I, I feel like they're more battle tested. I don't know why, but I, like I, I, I feel like it's going to come down to pitching, and they've got the edge there. I, I think it's going to be the bullpens. Uh, I, and that's that's the thing. I don't think either has a great bullpen. Do they? The Mariners' bullpen is pretty good. The Mariners' bullpen has it's, been playing it, well. So then the I, that American might be League. why I'm leaning toward them as because like starting pitching only takes you so far in today's game. And that bullpen, if it's not held together and, and locking it down, you're you're in a mess. So. You know, the other thing I hate about the five game series is that you take a great pitching staff that could go four deep strong. And you kind of take away that four starter. Now it's only the top three. Yeah. So you don't have to have the depth. Yep. Mm. I, I I don't know. I don't like it. Like, like I said. 
All right, so on the uh, – I, I would say this is going to go the full three, and it'll be – I think the Mariners will somehow find a way to win two out of three. Okay. All right, then the other side you got uh, the Rays and um, the Guardians. The Guardians. So that that Cleveland will have the uh, home field there, correct? That's correct. Because they are the division winners. Central. Uh, so they that's yeah. over in two games, right? <laughs> it's Cleveland gonna bring those bugs back that went after uh, the bugs. When, uh, the Yankees, Indians, the when they were in the LCS. Oh, <laughs> which pitcher was it? Uh, Job of the Hut. He ended up going Chamberlain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They were attacking him on the mound. <laughs> Ooh, God, if they can God. bring those back for the game, they got a chance. Uh, uh, I like how we got a Joba Chamberlain reference tonight. Joba. Joba. Uh, I want the Guardians to win this. Uh, but then again, you don't know which Kevin Cash you're getting, right, in yeah. the post- postseason. But uh, talent-wise, it should be Tampa. Uh, but – I don't know, man. I just I think Phil, I feel like Cleveland's had to fight, scratch and claw, and they turned they turned the corner after Minnesota uh, was the darlings for the Central for the trade deadline, and they yeah. fell in their face. I feel like Cleveland could win this. Okay, I, I got Tampa, but you know, you, you you said you feel like Cleveland can win, but who do you think wins? You got to give me a prediction. I, I'm going to go Cleveland. All right, so he's going Cleveland. What about you, Biggs? I'll go Tampa Bay. Okay. I feel like with Bieber starting out game one, he's he's probably their top ends better than Tampa's top end. So we'll that, see. Well, yeah. you got McKenzie and Bieber in a three-game set. There's two possible Ws. Yeah. I don't All right, know. We'll see it. I, Tampa what, don't have that, like, workhorse. It's like, oh, you know, they're going to throw, like, nine guys one in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead towards Cleveland, two to one. All right. So let's switch over to the National League, and, and as we mentioned earlier, the um, Dodgers and the Braves are off for the first series. So we have uh, the Phillies who fought and clawed their way in. So you mentioned the uh, Guardians being uh, battle tested and fighting, the Mariners being battle tested. Uh, Phillies saying Red October. Who are they uh, playing in the first round? Cardinals. Cardinals. In St. Louis. So we got uh, Red October all the way around. Uh, I'll just say I, I don't feel like St. Louis has a chance to lose this series. I feel like they'll win, uh, but you know, it's a three-game series. Anything can happen. Uh, I feel like it's kind of destiny for St. Louis. Definitely to at least Vince here. I think they win both games and it's over. Two zero. Um, Wainwright, Molina, uh, Pujols to continue on, and I know I know Nola stacks up at the front end, but Wainwright, man, he just rises up in October. I feel like they're a team of kind of destiny right now, and I'm going to elaborate on that, but I feel like the 2-0 on the Phillies. All right, well, I'll hold you to the elaboration after we get Biggie's take here. I kind of feel the same way. I don't know that they're necessarily uh, that much better than San Diego. They are a better team, but they just have this vibe and this feel to them where they're going to ride at least into the division series and make a tough five-game set for the Braves. I mean, they, dude, they are full of talent, like just veteran talent. They may not have the best record, but I don't think anybody wants to play them in a series. I mean, you, really. you see how, like, the magical part is with Wainwright, Yachty, and, and Pujols, and then you got not to mention they have the best two corner players don't in all the game. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> this whole second half or this last month and a half, we've been going on and on about Pujols and getting to 700 and Yachty and Wainwright, and you forget that they're – their bookends, their corner guys are the best in that best combo. Yeah, they, they were both flirting with triple crown numbers yeah. for like three quarters of the season. So I mean, they're 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 solid through and through. Uh, all right, so uh, elaborate a little bit more if you want. No, I mean it's kind of what Biggie said. I, I, 
Honestly, I would if the Cardinals matched up with the Dodgers second round, I feel like the Cardinals would have beat the Dodgers. Um now yeah, you're not I don't think you're crazy for saying that either. I, I don't think they'll beat the Braves, and I'm not just saying because I'm a Braves fan. I, I feel like that they'll take us five games. And I think they'll lose in that series against the Braves. But had the Cardinals win up against the Dodgers, I think it would have been a Braves Cardinals uh, NLCS. Mm. Just because. It, it it could have happened. You're not, and, you're not wrong. I mean, they're pushes to five games, and uh, I think there's going to be some crazy moments from those three uh, studs, and it'll be part of history that we'll remember for a while. Right. I feel like the other series we don't have to talk much about, like the Mets are going to just plow through the Padres, right? The Phillies? Mets Phillies. No, it's Mets No, Padres. Mets Padres. Oh, the one you sent me I has said, Mets yeah, Phillies. I was going by yours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Phillies against Cardinals. Gotcha. Yeah. I think the Mets win this one pretty easy. Uh, no. I mean, just starting pitching. Yeah, I think that uh, it'll be the Braves and Mets in the NLCS. I mean, any chance in a three-game series that you don't throw out uh, DeGrom and Scherzer off the bat? Do you, oh, it's those two. I mean, I'm just saying for strategy-wise, yeah, like, would you would you think about holding one of them for the next round? No, you got to yeah. get through the first round. Just wondering. You know. no, absolutely not. So, Padres, um, I, I mean, you know, we just – a year ago, like, we were super excited about the Padres and, like, everything that they had going for them. And well, then, even trade deadline stuff they did, and then after the deadline – Tatis is out the rest of the year. Soto, Soto hasn't done what we all thought he would do. I, you got I don't DeGrom know. going against uh, Darvish. I yeah. Mean, there's a clear gap there. Yeah. And, it's not saying and Darvish, Darvish is no slouch. It's just that DeGrom is DeGrom's the best pitcher in baseball when healthy. Like yeah. that's, that's, and I feel like his, since his last start came against the Braves and they took him deep three times, he's going to come out pissed off. Yep. Uh, it's, uh, maybe he can get some of that angry uh, Scherzer syndrome that he gets during game day, and that, that'll help him out. So, uh, All right, so that, that means uh, if, those, if, if the Mets advance, they will play Dodgers. the Dodgers and then the Cardinals Braves. and the Braves. So that, that's a hell of a second round for the, the NL. Then the AL would be – if Biggie's Mariners advance, they'd the have the Astros, Astros okay. who just do it now, run the Pedro clip, tip our cap, they're our daddy. <laughs> At least they didn't beat us 18 out of 19 day. games this year. It was 12-7. It's mm. crazy because you're going to have two different interdivisional like matchups in the AL, if that's how it shakes out. You have two AL right, AL right. teams and the AL West teams, and then the National League will be all mixed up. But I, I'm I'm good with that. Like if that's what expanded playoffs gives us, like I, you know, again, I'm old school too. Like I hate interleague play. I'm good watching divisional teams battle it out time and time again because I think familiarity breeds contempt, and uh, it leads to a little bit of chippiness. And the more familiar you are with a a team, the the more the the between the lines gets so blurred and it's every single at bat matters and that's why you play 162 games so I, i'm excited for it i just wish we had more than the three game series format that that kind of sucks yeah see i love what they've done where they're rewarding these top two teams because if you look at like astros yankees dodgers braves i mean they're all either close to 100 wins or way over it so the fact they play a team coming off a possible three-game set that's burned up their best pitchers it's such an advantage to them i I love what they did there but the fact that they took the lcs to a five-game series is going to take me some time to recover from that mental break that i just i don't know it's three wins baby have you uh have you picked your al uh division series yet Tampa and New York? Uh, if it went that way, I would take New York. Yeah. 
And well, I, I say Cleveland and New York, but I still think New York. New comes York out. will beat either of those, so, right? Yeah, depending on I mean, first well, round. If I were to tell you what I have right now, I have New York, Houston, and the ALCS with Houston winning. I have the Braves, Dodgers, and the NLCS with the Braves winning. I have a replay of the World Series, mm. Braves, Astros. So I'm, I'm not. I, it's rather I'm the Dodgers not, or Braves. I, the Dodgers, and now because it's a five-game series, maybe it'll be a little bit different. But over a seven-game set, I don't think that their they're starting pitching is what it needs to be to handle the bats if the Braves roll out there. But you go five games, and you can roll your top starter out twice. It makes a little bit different. Mm. I, I uh, am really looking forward to a Houston-Yankee uh, playoff series. Yeah. That's going to be fire. Ratings-wise, MLB wants Yankees and Dodgers in the World Series. Of course oh, they do. Um, I think that uh, New York rolls Cleveland. Uh, and then I think – see, I hate that the Mariners matched up against the Padres – I'm sorry, the Astros, Astros. But uh, if they would have been playing against the Yankees, I feel like the Mariners would have beat the Yankees. Yeah, I would have picked them to beat the Yankees. We played them well this year. hey, man, if you want to exercise them demons, this is how you do it. You Mm. do it in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, so, like, I feel like the Mariners, to me, look when I look at this bracket, the Mariners remind me of the Braves from last year. Because the Braves came in fighting the, the, the lowest wins of any team that hit the playoffs. The Mariners are like... They're they're lucky they're glad to be there type team, but so are the Blue Jays. So I could see the Mariners going on a run and surprising some people. They they look like the Braves, same dynamic from last year. Yeah, and when you mentioned the Blue Jays. Like, do we not look at them as like they kind of underachieved? Yeah, I do. Yeah, like, right. we haven't heard much about Guerrero, and I know a lot of it's because of uh, Judge. But you know, you know, what I mean, he was mm-hmm. a darling coming out of last yeah. year. And you're like, and some of their other players right. took steps back. You know, it, it just they, they didn't have that same swagger. You I feel like they, they got depth, and that's why they got there. But Blue Jays and Padres feel the same to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. that. That's where I'm at. Same with the pitching too. But I feel like your Mariners could surprise. I mean, it's funny. I, I was telling Isaac the exact same thing when we were talking about playoffs the other day because he was saying it'd be awesome to see you know the Braves and the Mariners in the World Series. And I said this year's Mariners team kind of reminds me of last year's Braves team. They've got good players who got hot at the right time. Now, least amount of wins coming in. The last twenty games they struggled. They were a little up and down, but they had some injury issues. But I feel the same way about them and what Chad just said about the Blue Jays and the Padres. They're like the team that spins big in the offseason and doesn't come out on top. Like in football, they won free agency in March, but then they were, you know, 6-11 and 11 in, in the season. Like, <laughs> I feel like they're each like West Virginia Mountaineers. We got these transfers in, this great recruiting class, and we'll win three games. Just yeah. had to tie it back to a home team. Well, it's just now, disappointing. You? I think it – they're the same team in a different league. Mm. All right. Well, everybody, make sure you catch uh, baseball on what? We got TBS, uh, ESPN. Do we got any first-round stuff on Fox? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, they should have first-round stuff. I, I don't know what all the networks are, and like, I don't feel like they did a great job advertising this, but I do know TBS has been advertising the hell out of it because I keep seeing they have the fall leaves on their little promo and all that stuff. So uh, don't forget TBS has baseball. Uh, but uh, enjoy the first round of the playoffs here. Uh, we'll be in the middle, probably the second round by the time we come back next week, or at least it'll be starting uh, with the uh, divisional series. But let's uh, take a deep breath, and we'll come back and talk a little bit of football. But uh, 
Mr. Brown, this is like uh, Christmas for you, just a little early, right? Baseball playoffs. I mean, it is. I'm just having withdrawals already because the Braves don't play until Tuesday. I know. They get, they get a bye. You can't be upset about a bye. I just need baseball, man. You know, I got to tell you, I used to get excited about showing up here and doing the show on Thursday nights during football season, but I'm watching this dog shit of a show between the uh, Broncos and the Colts, and it's 6-3 to three in the fourth quarter. And uh, wouldn't you know it, it's only a three-point spread, so I get the feeling like the push monster is coming back already, and it's just Thursday. Why is Thursday night football so bad this year? Uh, I mean... It feels like in years past, you, every other week you'd have a real good game. This year they've been duds each week. I'm good with matchups sometimes, but man, like you think the Manning Bowl and all that stuff, but man, these teams suck. Like Russ Wilson, like have you seen all the people on the interwebs talking about how Geno Smith has been outplaying... Russ Wilson. By far. Dude, Geno's tearing it up. He stays on this clip. He might set the NFL single season. There's no way that There's no way he stays on that clip because that is a that's a god-tier clip he's on right now, and you can't play the Lions every week. Look True. how much those Seattle's looking like geniuses right now. Oh, yeah. The mo- I mean, no money put towards it and all the draft picks. And their offensive line is not good either. Like, they're mm-hmm. they're just doing it in spite of their shortcomings. But isn't that when Pete Carroll's always at his finest? When you just I feel like he's, like, reborn right now for that exact reason. Mm. Man, you got, uh, you know, the Thursday night game last week, you know, I enjoyed to a certain degree because uh, my Bengals got back on track a little bit. They had the white helmets, the Stormtrooper Tiger, all that stuff was good. A good look. But let's talk about uh, the news that has taken over the NFL news cycle all the way through Sunday last week, and that was Tua Tagovailoa getting the uh, the the brain knocked out of him. And uh all, all the 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 stories that have come out with that the dude that they made the concussion movies telling him he needs to retire like uh what what's going on with the NFL and I know they well, fired somebody in the neurosurgeon field they, but they fired the independent neurolo- neurologist that put him back in the game uh the previous Sunday when he had said it was a back injury whether it was a back injury or it was a head injury they didn't follow protocols what happened on Thursday when he got his head slammed down? Whether he had a previous concussion or not, when your hands do that, that's like what happens to stroke victims. Yeah, it, it, it's the equivalent of probably getting a stroke. And, uh, and the other thing, dude, not to interrupt you, but it was so bad. And it looked so gruesome on the field. A couple hours later, three hours, whatever, he gets on a plane and flies home. Let's go up to altitude. That can't be bad for my brain. <laughs> he gets aneurysm uh, in the, on the plane. You know why? And just put it out there, man. The internet has no chill. They have no chill. It was it wasn't even like what, probably thirty seconds, and I saw a meme and he was throwing up gang signs. Yeah, because his hands are all crooked yep. and everything. I'm I, like, man, I saw the scary movie two reference. Uh, like, give me my strong hand. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was just it's out of control. Uh, but uh, you know, dangerous the, place. They were uh, they were in the game until that happened, and then it just kind of fell off. And you know, we we watched uh, a Mountaineer game that was terrible against Texas. We had a player go out with a concussion, and yep. so I got to see two teams, two games this week. Or you got to see players carted off. And then well, this I game w- tonight, uh, Hines is in for uh, Jonathan Taylor. First series, you know, he falls down and goes to get back up and takes a, He looked like two. It was, two, uh, it was uh, Hines. He got yeah. hurt, yeah. Yeah, he looked like Tua when he had the back injury, quote yeah. unquote, uh, where uh, he tried to move and, yeah, didn't, didn't look well, like he had his bearings. It's un- unfortunate for Tua, but. In the short time, it has at least done something as far as how teams react to it because on Sunday, the Patriots are playing in Lambeau. Brian Hoyer gets hit on a throw, 
lands on his shoulder, nothing looks bad, doesn't lay on the ground. They go to commercial. When they come back, they show that Hoyer was running into the locker room. The announcers are like, oh, here's the play he went out on. Head doesn't seem to get slammed down hard, and they announce he's out with a concussion. And I saw that a couple of times on Sunday where it was just somewhat questionable. Boom, you're done and out. Yeah. And then the Sunday night game or the Monday night game, the Chiefs-Bucks uh, game, Cameron Brait ran into Chris Godwin, got knocked down. You could tell he was a little woozy, got up. They put him back in the game for like one or two plays, and then they took him out, and they got hammered after the game. If he could come back in for two plays, why? and then he was done, why did he come back in at all? So Yeah, there, well, there's there's not a lot of consistency in this, and I get yeah. that it's a difficult thing, and we have to change our mindset when it comes to, you know, brain injuries and playing football. But, uh, you know, it's the right thing for the players. And the, the thing is, none of them want to come out. if they got to protect they, them against themselves. Yeah, that's really what it comes out to. Some of them feel like they get their bell rung and whatnot like that. That might be all you think it is. But usually there is something more associated with that. And we're talking about a literal bruise on your brain. Yeah, it's going to it's gonna mess you up a little bit. Uh, but speaking of uh, people who might have bruises on their brain, so once again this week we put out our power rankings. And, man, I feel like we just get hundreds of comments of people just throwing hate at us. And very rarely will someone give us their own power rankings. And I even put up a couple little tidbits about, like, the Vegas odds for Super Bowl winners, and it's almost the same as our power rankings. And people are like, well, that's stupid. How do you got the Bills number one? And, the e-? and that one I get. If you want to put the Eagles one, which we split. Half of us had the Eagles uh, one. Half of us had the Bills at uh, one. But those two at one and two, no matter how you have them, isn't worth going nuts over. No, I mean, that's that's respect. And then, like, we had Kansas City at three. Like, it, like the way you phrase it, who from – Four to ten would play Kansas City this week and be favored. The same thing too. I looked at ours and then people were giving a crap about where they were. But top nine teams in our rankings were the same top nine and every other site I looked at afterwards. People making such a big deal. We had a couple in a different order. Somebody's at five. Somebody else has them at seven. But yeah, if you're gonna sit on there and go like, on like your little people rant, bitched and about the Ravens being in the top ten. All right. So, you know, the Ravens have only trailed like a minute and 48 seconds this year. They've blown two 17 point leads. Yeah. They were up 17 in the fourth against the Dolphins. They're up 17 on the Bills. The Bills are a really good team. And we got them at nine, okay? Yeah. Like, we're not, they're not in our top five. Uh, the Chargers, we got at 10. Uh, you know, people are hating on that a little bit. That's uh, the one you can hate on. Yeah, that. but it's, it's 10. Yeah. All right. It's number two. Like, look, Tampa at six. Look, I don't love Tampa. But, like, they're still okay. And when their receivers get back healthy. <laughs> right. Like, they had no run game the other night. Brady has to throw 52 times. They ended up scoring 31 points. Everybody's upset that we had the Packers higher than the Vikings. Well, it's one of those, like I've told you, when I look at power rankings, this isn't college football. I'm not putting the Eagles at one because they're undefeated and the Bills have one loss. Right. Just not how it works. The Packers are a better team than the Vikings. If they played 10 times, the Packers would probably win seven of them. They played week one this year when it, you know, the as Packers we know, always lose week one. Yeah, it's a bye week for Rodgers. He's so high, he doesn't know what's going on. Exactly. Which week is it? He's Where are still, we playing? He's still eating mushrooms in Peru or whatever it is. See, yeah. I, and I, I agree with you. I, I personally think the Vikings would beat them six out of 10 times, but with the with the Vikings history of choking and, <laughs> and like they haven't proven anything. They've got to take a step before we can take them seriously. Yeah. 
Cousins been really up and down through the first four weeks, and He's people been more I thought down than up. I feel like yeah, they thought he'd be constantly up like he can do with O'Donnell in it, uh, head coach, and just hadn't seen it yet. Mm, I, I'm uh, I'm I've lost faith in Cousins in, in Minnesota, and I imagine the fan base is not far behind me if they're not ahead of me right now. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, we always enjoy the spirited debate, so uh, make sure you come into our social media platforms and tell us how much we suck at doing power rankings. But and by all means, we'd love to have you on. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. love to let you show us Explain. why you know sports so much better. Right, and that's my favorite is, oh, y'all clearly I, don't know sports. Either. I just have one request. Somebody come up with a better line than that. Yeah, I mean, so we, we gave you the low-hanging fruit. Like, you can do better. Yeah. Just do better. That's all we ask. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, um, you got uh, any other takeaways just for the first quarter of the season here un- underway? Like Kansas City, like are they going to be okay without Tyreek Hill? It seems like the Rams seem like they're really off to a slow start, uh, but I-, I still like them long term. Uh, and then I got one other article I want to go over before we get to our uh, our picks. But any other thoughts and takeaways? I think as the Niners get through their next three or four games and Jimmy G wears off some more rust because he didn't you mean throw a handsome football. Kirk Cousins? <laughs> he did not I, – I like that. He did not throw a football until right before the season started with his shoulder surgery. He had no reps. I think that they are going to end up winning that division. And I had the Rams – to win the division to start the year because I didn't like the Niners with Trey Lance. Can you believe the Niners have beaten them seven times in a row in the, <laughs> the regular season? The Rams have taken a little bit of a step back, and the Niners are just a better team with Garoppolo. You're right, though. The Rams, there's something's off about them. I don't know if it's a Super Bowl uh, Stafford's elbow that banged up. They don't have another threat outside of Cup, too. So well, he's why out there does trying he only throw it to Cup? Robinson, we rave about what he's done in Jacksonville and Chicago. Thousand-yard seasons with Blake Bortles and teams, Mitch Trubisky. So throwing the ball all the time. Ah, gotcha. It's the repetitions. Yeah, it's like the Blake Bortles syndrome. He gets too many targets. Or he quietly retired this week, if you didn't know. <laughs> I, I heard. Uh, any any takeaways for you? Uh, I mean, I had people congratulating me because my Raiders finally got their first win. Last team in the NFL. They were favored <laughs> so and much, covered. And covered. So much freaking town on the offensive side, and they're one and three. And they could very well be three and one, but they're not. They're, they're the Raiders. That's what we do. Yes, they are. Uh, Sorry. Hey, really, really quickly, I wanted to point out, I saw next Thursday's game is the Bears and Commanders. So, again, we're back to the shit. What is wrong with these people? Find uh, these marketing uh, people. This is terrible. The best part about this game is when they threw it up last week, you always put up the quarterbacks. No, they couldn't let Matt Ryan live out 28-3. They took him off and put on Jonathan Taylor, so it'd be He's 28. He's not even in the game. Russ Wilson on the other side, three. Uh, you know the best part about this game is going to be when it's over. Uh, but uh, the other thing I wanted to ask is uh, something that's really been making the rounds the past 48 hours is uh, – you know, we're talking about Tampa recovering from injuries, but uh, what's going on with uh, old Tom and Giselle, man? Splitsville, it sounds like. I can't believe a woman wants to get on a guy because he has a job and it pays good money. Uh, for, first of all, though, I just need to know, do you know where Zach Wilson is right now? Because uh, Tom needs to know, and you need to tell him if, if you do. Unconfirmed reports that he has a helicopter outside the palace. <laughs> Hey, he's Zach. Mr. Brown says Zach Wilson's in the showers. He's getting him a cup of coffee. The he uh, seal team six. He's in the compound. They just don't know. He's you there. know, uh, I, I guess uh, the one I laughed at is, you know, 
people are going to really get befuddled when they realize that Giselle's worth $150 million and Brady, Brady's not the one with all the money. Yes. So he's going to be the one maybe uh, getting some uh, – I'm sure they got a prenup. She's not that dumb, is she? No, I don't think so. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, dude just loves football more than his family. You know, we, we, we saw him retire. He came back. So, you know, all the jokes and everything we made about this, this all turns out to be true. Yes. It was really happening. So if, if they – literally go through with this does that mean he comes back now because he don't have no one it, nagging at him you can't leave him alone with these now he plays he's another play. year does he play to his 50 that's what i'm saying does he just keep playing now is he like bartolo cologne only it, he's in good shape it's come to the point now <laughs> franco or you just have to realize that brady is gonna die on that field he is gonna die on that field we talk about all these concussion things going on right now like that's the only way brady stops playing someone's got to kill him yes because, like, here's the thing. If Tampa decides to move on, there's always a team like the Jets or the Panthers. Somebody would him. sign him just to sell tickets. <laughs> That's yeah, but, right. Yeah, but look at Brady right now compared to, like, you had Stabler and a few others in the 70s that hung on way too long. And they're just like, there, here they are, age 37. And it looked like they're, like, 57. Dude, I think I sent you a couple pictures of, yeah. like, people, like, I swear to God, you like, what was it, Wyatt Tittle? You know, like, it looks like he's 55 years old. He's like, he's 29 in this picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look at Brady. <laughs> Brady still looks like a spring chicken. He looks man. better than he did at Michigan. Well, that's what plastic surgery oh, yeah. will do for he's you. He's thinner, though. And he's on, tummy tuck. And he's on this. <laughs> he's got this spice. Don't forget about that. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's been the meme that they keeps on giving all week. So uh, we're, we apologize to our followers that have been inundated with the uh, Tom Brady uh, scandal. But uh, it's when the internet pass up. gives you gifts, you say yes. Absolutely. Dude, it's like there, there's just so many that are so over the top. I saw one, the last <laughs> one, and I'll let you move on, was AB was right about everything. And it had a picture of him and Giselle. Oh, and that was Bruce fantastic. Arians. That was pretty good. Uh, Mike wouldn't Tomlin. That, wouldn't that be? We didn't even get to talk about that. Was that last week when he was in the swimming pool with his dick out? I saw this thing. Now, Robert Griffin the third, he's freaking wild. Yeah, and he said that. On Twitter, uh, probably, right? His it, Twitter game's Well, he nuts. said that. Yes, it is. He said that uh, AB showed more D than the Lions defense. Uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, you know the Lions have the number one uh, passing offense in the last place. Uh, you know the last defense. team to do that? 2000 uh, or 2001 Rams with Mike Martz. Really? Yeah. Okay. He made it to the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, but, if it was uh, 2001. He also uh, had a tendency of killing his quarterbacks mm-hmm. because we didn't believe in pass blocking running backs and tight ends in the Mike Martz offense. Nope. That same shit that scares me about uh, Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow right now. But anyway, uh, you know, we um, had a decent bounce back when it came to the NFL picks last week. Uh, not not an overall terrible week. We had uh, I actually had the best best week at nine five and two two pushes though what kind of shit is that well we talked about that too we, after we, we got it. done thursday we said we felt like there was going to be a few more pushes yeah because there's all these even numbers man i yep. i didn't like any of that uh so uh mr brown uh climbed back to 500 after a rough start seven and seven last week uh biggie you went six eight and two that was a down week for you and then uh turbo who's not with us tonight went eight and six and wanker so uh <laughs> overall just uh Putting you in the right frame of mind, you and the Wanka are tied at 29, 32, and 3 overall. Uh, the uh, And I think I said the best uh, – so you got 29. The best overall has got 42 right. Uh, so it's not – 
I went on there and looked, and me and Tommy are both we're like tied for ninety six. Yeah, you're in the top one hundred. We're horrible when we're right there. If we just get back on track, like you need like one or two good weeks, and you'll be all right. Uh, I'm at twenty eight, thirty three, and three. I'm only a game behind you guys, Uh, so I've caught ground. And then Mr. Brown, uh, he's excited about baseball. So uh, with that being said, we'll hit the music. And we'll get to our week. Is this week five NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week? And we you know, you know we already talked about the game that's taking place right now. It's absolutely a uh, shit show. It's fourth and goal. It's tied at six. Uh, and I guess the Broncos are selling for a field goal. Uh, all of us picked the Broncos to cover, with the exception of Turbo, who took the uh, Colts, even though Jonathan Taylor's not playing. So we'll see how this one shakes out. Uh, do they? Uh, oh, they didn't even make the field goal. My God, they suck. This I don't even want to watch this game. Uh, let's go ahead and focus on the rest of the week and talk about some good, good games potentially. Uh, you know, we got a couple double-digit spreads in here, but let's start off to the New York Giants and Danny Dimes going into Lambeau. The Packers at home. Give them eight, eight-point favorites. I'll take the Packers to cover. I'm not who's not sure who's starting a quarterback for New York. Jones got the ankle injury. I thought Tyrod was going to get a shot. It looks like they had another guy in for a workout. I don't know who's going to start for him. I don't really care. I think Green Bay is going to bounce back off not playing so well against the Patriots last week and win this game by 10. I feel like these Sunday morning games are always just ugly. So I, I think it's a big spread. I think Green Bay wins by like six or seven, but I think the Giants are going to cover this. I feel like this is one of those games that we're going to think the Packers are a lot better than they might actually be. Uh, I I think they're going to win by 10. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but they're going to cover the spread. And you know what? Mr. Brown's probably right, though. He'll be the one to get this one uh, going away. But uh, that makes you our lone wolf because you're the only one taking the Giants. Fee-fi-fo-fum. I smell the blood of a... I don't know. A hippie named Rogers. Yes, eating mushrooms in Peru. Yes. Uh, all right, the uh, AFC battle between the Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Mr. Brown, without looking, do you know what the spread is on this game, or did you already look? I already looked. Ah, oh, damn it, damn. It's 14 points. It's the biggest spread of the week, and it is in Buffalo. Do you know what it is also the biggest spread of? The history of the Pittsburgh Steelers since the AFL-NFL merger. Are you shitting me? They are the last team since the merger to have a spread where they are a 14 or more point underdog. That's 52 years because the merger was in 1970. Wow. So it says two things. One, they've been really good, consistently competitive for a long time. And two, they're really effing bad this year. All right. So who you got? Is it Kenny Pickett starting the game, I believe? Kenny Pickett is starting. And uh, I like Buffalo to win. I think they bounced back from a rough start last week in the pouring rain. I just don't think that they win by two touchdowns. I think that that's a huge number. Uh, I like the Steelers to cover the 14. I actually think it's going to end up being a push. Hmm. I got to make up ground, so I'm going Bills. There's no other reason than that. Uh, you know, the uh, for me, I think this is one of those games where it's going to be like a 35-17. to 17. Like the, uh, the the Steelers' defense has been very suspect. Uh, you know they've they've been in some dog fights with some really bad offensive teams, and it's in Buffalo. And I feel like the Bills need a get right game, and man, it couldn't come at a better time. And this is what's going to happen. So, I, like I said, they're they're going to cover that by by probably seventeen, I think. So, you're the lone wolf. 
What's a lone stealer do? Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. All right, we can move on after that one. Uh, Kenny Pickett throws three interceptions in that game. Um, the Chargers, who everyone hated that we had in our power rankings, go on the road to Cleveland. They're a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. Give me the Chargers all day long. Easy cover. No, not even thinking about that one. Nope. Mr. Brown? I, I like the Chargers as well. They're going to at least show our fans that they belong in the top ten. Uh, you know what? You can't doubt it next week when they have them there. But you know what? The Browns have been uh, curiously uh, competitive in almost every game. I, I don't like that. But I also have the Chargers. So uh, across the board there, we don't need to talk more. We can move on. The Bears, they have an NFC North black and blue matchup with the Vikings where nobody Kirk Cousins quite likes Kirk Cousins, if I said that correctly. But anyway, the Vikings are getting seven and a half at home in that divisional game. Here's the thing. It's kind of hard to take the Vikings to cover this at seven and a half with uh, the way they've played so up and down this year. The Bears just lost to the Giants, who played Saquon at quarterback for a good portion of the second (laughs) half by eight points. Give me the Vikings to cover at home. Uh, I wouldn't have said what I said about the Vikings and the Packers earlier if I didn't believe in it. So I'm taking the Vikings to cover this week. And they win by 10. Have you guys seen Justin Fields play? His offensive coordinator has, and that's why he only throws it 11 times a game. Yeah, I'm taking I, the I saw the iconic photo of them in the in the monsoon. That's about probably his career highlight right now. He's already peaked. Retire. Yeah, yeah go ahead and put him in camp, baby. That's <laughs> all you need. Uh, this, Just walk away. This is my wet underwear from that game. Man. Put that in the hall. Uh, yeah, Vikings across the board. All right, Biggie, your Patriots hosting the Lions, where we said nobody covers like the Detroit Lions, and they didn't cover last week, those bastards. Uh, they are a three-point dog to the Patriots. I think this is another game that ends up in a push. The Lions, the Lions have a horrible run defense. The Patriots run the ball really well, and we're probably starting Bailey's Zappi at quarterback. I think we're going to run it down their throat to the tune of like a 14-11 to 11 victory. All right, so you're taking the Patriots to cover. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, I think the Lions are going to go in there and smack them in the mouth. Like, you got a prediction of, like, how many points they scored? I'm thinking it's going to be 28 to 17. Yeah, they're going to score score some points. All those guys are going to be like, I see Patricia on that other sideline. We're killing these guys. I think the Lions are going to clear that 30-point mark, actually. So uh, we're going to see Jared Goff continue to be a top-five fantasy quarterback. And, uh, yeah, they cover. So uh, you get to be homer alert uh, with your lone wolf on the Patriots. The Lions are coming. The Lions are coming. Guess what? We don't care. Fuck the Lions. That was perfect. Uh, All right. Uh, speaking of teams uh, like the Lions, the Seahawks have uh, decided to, to cover against that said Lion team last week. Now they're on the road where they're playing indoors once again in New Orleans. The Saints are a five-and-a-half-point home favorite. Give me the uh, fighting Geno Smiths, the cover. I like what I've seen out of this team through four games. They had one dud against the Niners. Other than that, they've looked fairly well. And the Saints, I'm not really sure what to expect from them offensively. Who, what's their quarterback situation right now? I think Jameis will be back. Are we going to see Andy Dalton again? Maybe they're going to run a three-headed monster with Red Taysom Rifle. Hill? I'd feel better if they were playing Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going Seahawks. I'm actually shocked this spread's that big. Yeah, like, um, first of all, the fact that the Saints are even favored is kind of surprising to me. Uh, if you got to pull it up, where's the money coming in on this game? Uh, 80% on the Seahawks. 80% on the Seahawks. That is, uh, yeah, that's why we're all taking the Seahawks here today, and that's across the board. 
Uh, the Dolphins going on the road to the Jets. This is an interesting game because the Dolphins are coming off a little bit longer week because of the Thursday night game. They don't have to. Uh, uh, the Jets are giving up three to the Dolphins. Dolphins favored by three on the road. This is one of my easier picks of the week. I love the Dolphins coming off the long break like you just said. And to be honest with you, taking a step from Tua to Teddy Two Gloves with the talent they have on offense, that offense isn't much of a downgrade. And uh, – I think that they not only cover, I think they're a touchdown, eight point better, 27-20, that kind of thing. I think the Dolphins roll here. I think Teddy with his shiny toys is something he's never seen, and he's going to be a – I think we're going to see Geno Smith 2.0 this week with Teddy. All right, I, that's a good comparison. That's a good comparison. I'm, I'm just disappointed you didn't take the Jets. I feel like you've taken them twice this year, which is just more than anyone should ever take them. The whole so season. You're, <laughs> it's only he's just four. a fan of Zach Wilson. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so we're uh, Dolphins across the board there. Uh, I, for everything Biggie said, it's it's Teddy Bridgewater and uh, it, it, yeah, not a big drop-off, and they had time to get right. Um, the Falcons on the road to Tampa Bay where uh, Manson double-digit spread. Tampa's favored by 10 at home. See, this one's just a little bit tougher for me to pick with the big spread in one way. I feel like Tampa bounces back and has a good week and wins, but – the Falcons are a cover magnet. They're like what the Lions were for us last year. No matter how far down they are, like the Rams game, they fight back, they cover, they're in every game. They'll kick seven field goals if they have to. <laughs> I like the Falcons to cover. Yeah. Mr. Brown, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to say Falcons are going to cover as well. So I feel like Tampa, when they win, it's just ugly. Yeah. And they haven't, like, yeah, went out there and put up a statement game yet. Yeah, like, later in the season, they get all healthy on offense. Maybe they will, but... It's not happening. I, I got the Falcons, too, because I'm starting to learn that they are like last year's Lions. Yeah. Like, they are just in every game, no matter what. Even if they're, like, down big, they'll, they'll find a way to come back. Like, even when they played the Rams, remember, they were getting killed. Yep. They're like, nope, we got to cover this thing. Uh, where's, where's the money at on this game? It is uh, almost 60% on the on the Falcons. Okay, so that's, that's a big spread there. So, yeah, 10 points is a lot in the NFL, man. Uh, the Titans on the road to the Commanders. Uh, what a what a game that's going to be. After watching uh, the uh, – Two points for the Titans. After watching the commies' pathetic performance last week in Dallas against uh, Cooper Rush and the Cowboys, I think it's pretty easy to take the fighting Mike Grables to win by a field goal. Yeah, I feel like if this was uh, between four and six, I would probably still go towards the Titans. At least a touchdown better, yeah. So you you think the Commanders, if we did a not power uh, rankings, they'd be in our top bottom ten? Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. Uh, So, yeah, Titans across the board. Uh, You know, Derrick Henry showed last week he's starting to get back on track a little bit, and I can just see him running wild on a a defense supposed to be good, but, man, they have not looked good at all this year. And – Carson Wentz, man, he's going to throw you 350 yards, but he's also going to turn the ball over a couple times too. Yep. All right, so uh, we, we're agreeing a lot here today. This is – are we just finding our rhythm here? Are we getting aligned here? Or are we just uh, – We'll know on Monday suck? morning. Yeah, <laughs> all right, here's a big spread. The Texans on the road to Jacksonville. Jaguars, uh, you know, honestly, probably should have beat the Eagles. You turned the ball over five times and then you barely lose a game. That says something, but uh, you can't do that every week. They're uh, at home with a a favorite of seven points. I think they have a nice bounce back this week. I'm not necessarily sure they cover this this seven again. I think it ended up being a push, but I'll take the Jags with the seven. I was going to say, you can't pick a push. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go up the Jags. I feel like they're just right there. Wow. 
for our top ten, and I feel like they'll continue to yep. hover right there. Yeah, like I'm, I'm a believer in the Jags, man. I'm a believer in Peterson down there, uh, writing the ship. Uh, the Texans, yeah, they're not, they're not cover kings, and uh, man, their their pass defense gives up a ton, and this is. Uh, you know, this is an opportunity for Trevor Lawrence to shine a little bit. So we're Jags across the board. They, man, we all just picked the Jaguars to cover a seven-point spread. New year. New year. New Jags. Same stupid picks from us. <laughs> all right, the uh, 49ers on the road to Carolina. Uh, Carolina is uh, an underdog at home, six and a half. Like I was saying before, I think the Niners are a lot better team with Garoppolo at quarterback. I think this is an easy cover for them. Last week, Carolina lost by, what, two touchdowns at home to Arizona? And Arizona has been offensively challenged this year. I think this is an easy cover, and I think it leads to Matt Rule getting canned here in the next couple weeks. So this is a uh, 4 o'clock game, correct? Yes. Okay. There's a reason why 81% of the money is coming in on the Niners right now. Is it really? 81%. So I think I'm going to go with that and the power of poor. Power. Handsome Kirk Cousins is going to get the job done because uh, you know, the, the Panthers are just – they're a train wreck. And uh, sorry, Baker. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a nice career as a starter. Uh, this is your last year doing that. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's Niners across the board. We're with the smart money there. The Cowboys, how much do you believe in Cooper Rush? Well, Vegas doesn't. They still got the Rams favored at five and a half. Well, here's the thing. Vegas will give the Rams three for just being at home, so that means they think they're only a field goal better. With the way Cooper Rush plays, he doesn't kill them, put them in too many bad positions. Uh, I like the Cowboys to cover this game. Mm. I think they actually play a better brand of football offensively when they know how limited they are with him at quarterback. I think the Cowboys win this game outright. You think they win it outright? Why? For everything Biggie just said. He's just riding that pony. All right, so no, I, honestly, I keep shitting on them week after week, and then because of, of rush, but they're not dropping off. They're actually playing better team ball and doing their thing. So now, now that I've picked them, he's going to let me go. <laughs> so there's yeah. a there, I have this theory when it comes to NFL teams that when you when you don't try to get too fancy on offense and you just get real conservative and you live with a strong defense, which the Cowboys defense has played really well. Like that's a recipe for success. Uh, you know, everybody always wants that quarterback to make all the big throws and everything. But uh, even the Chiefs, man, they play better whenever they just play their game and they're not trying to force things. And that's what Cooper Rush is doing, man. He's not forcing anything. His QBR is the top five in the league right now. But that being said, he only throws the ball about 21 times a game. They're not asking him to do a lot. Uh, the running game has been okay. Um, you know, C.D. Lamb, you know, is he really a true number one? This is the best defense they will have faced, but that defense has not looked as good as it has in the past. I am going to take the Rams to cover this one. I, I think that this is going to be the first time that Cooper Rush is going to have to deal with the type of pressure that he's going to get in this game, and I think we're going to see him get ratted a little bit. And, um, you know, who knows? You might even get Dak Prescott starting this game. You don't know. We don't know you. Last time Jay was talking, he said he couldn't hold the football well enough yet. Well, that was just on uh, Tuesday, so we'll see how it goes now. Uh, so I'm your lone uh, man on the Rams. Uh, we'll take that one. So uh, hey, at least we're mixing it up a little bit. How about the uh, Battle of the Birds, the Eagles going to the desert where the Cardinals are giving them five points? I'm going to ride uh, Calamari at home here. I think that the 
Cardinals are getting to a point here in these last couple weeks where they, in the second half, actually get a little bit more flow offensively. They're looking a little bit better. Um, I think that the Eagles win a close game by like a field goal, you know, 24-21, 27-24 type of thing. But I think the Cardinals get the cover at home. I thought this was one I was going to be able to make up ground on big, and he went Cardinals. That's where I was going. I feel like that uh, hurts. You know, he's doing well, and the Eagles are a young team, but the longer they keep going week by week undefeated, I mean, they're going to have some pressure at some point. Yeah, there's, there's eventually someone's going to have to beat them. Uh, I just don't think it's this week, and that's a, that's a big spread for a road team going out west. I like the Eagles, though. I like the Eagles, and I think the Eagles win this game, depending on how bad the uh, Bills beat the shell of the Steelers. I might just put them at number one in my power rankings, but uh, I'm curious. Where's the money coming out on this one? I've already spoken. 61% on the Eagles. 61. I, I'm surprised it's that high. That's a that's a big spread for a cross-country uh, road uh, favorite, just, just saying. So, uh, all right, so uh, fly, Eagles, fly, as uh, the lone wolf. Uh, all right, Sunday night, the Bengals and the Ravens both two and two. The Ravens at home, they're getting an extra half point because we always say everybody gets three at home. It's a three-and-a-half-point spread, so no push here, baby. Chad, would you like to start out since these are your boys? Nope. All right, then. You're going to leave it to me. Coming off 10 days, going into the Ravens' house of whores. The Ravens have blown two 17-point leads this year. There's a little bit of friction. Some of the players calling Harborough out for not taking the three points at the end of last game. Lamar ends up throwing an interception. Uh, the Ravens have proven they can get out to a good start, but they can't finish. The Bengals have come together over the last couple of games and got out to good starts and been able to finish. I like the Bengals to not only cover this, but to win. Okay. I'm going I'm going Ravens. I think they bounce back this week. Plus, it's against your Bengals, so that's why I'm going that way. And make up ground on Biggie. So the uh, the the Bengals swept the Ravens last year, but that wasn't with a, a healthy Lamar Jackson. Yep. Um, I, I was seeing the press conference stuff. Joe Burrow has been the most flattering type of player toward another team this week. He's just been saying, sending love letters to the Ravens about how good they are, how good Lamar. He just loves watching them play. All this, it's it's all a trap. It's a trap. And uh, the Bengals are going to go in there. They're going to wax that ass, baby. They're going to cover. They're going to get the win. Uh, Bengals are going to get a leg up in the division after after this week. And uh, I'm with you. I think they're right in the ship. They're starting to find their way. And uh, I'll be honest with you, Marcus Peters is not the Marcus Peters you remember. And that means Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins is going to have 100 yards and at least two touchdowns. So uh, you watch that one happen. So Lone Raven here. <laughs> Quote the Raven. All right. Mr. Brown's Raiders on the road to the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. Where the Chiefs are a seven-point favorite. I'm just uh, glad that no one criticizes the Chiefs for chopping still. Um, but the Chiefs, they're going to roll the Raiders. I have zero faith in my team. Um, I just don't. I don't at all. To this point, they haven't really shown you, you know, that reason to believe that Their it's going to be close. Is horrible. 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 Their offense hasn't been. They can't score in the red zone. They're not going to be able to keep up with KC to the point to where they stay within a touchdown, in my opinion, on the road. Mm. It's not happening. Okay. See, I do think KC wins, but I think that uh, it ends up being a push at okay. seven. You can't pick a push. I'm taking the Raiders to cover, but I'm saying I think it ends up being a push. You don't get extra points for that. Like, you're saying that. Like You're saying like, I, I can't. I'm not keeping track of your pushes. 
You want to go put money on a push? Can you do that? Can you bet the push? Uh, somewhere, I bet you can. I'll let you bet anything. I will. <laughs> I'll let you pick what time of day the game ends. I can't pick a push, but I can predict a push. All right. Well, you're a lone wolf going with the Raiders because the Chiefs uh, have shown that they are capable of scoring plenty of points with the weapons they have right now. And uh, while the Raiders have played the Chiefs well okay in the past, it's never been in Kansas City, has it? It's always at home, I believe. So, they played uh, the toy, I feel like, last year both games. But. Okay. But uh, that was last year. And uh, – yeah, when Chucky was there, they had the bus do the drive around the stadium. Oh, yeah. Can't forget that. Uh, yeah, you're a lone wolf in this one. The Raiders are not covering. The autumn wind is a Devontae Adams with 117 yards and two touchdowns. Is that his season stats? Yeah. He wishes. <laughs> <laughs> he has actually been decent in two of the four games. All right. Well, hey, that concludes uh, week five NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks. We were uh, aligned a lot there early on. But uh, everything is going to happen in prime time in the 4 o'clock games as we started to differ there a little bit with those lone wolves. So uh, let's see if we can crack crack the top 75 here after this week. And uh, as always, remember, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a problem. Right, Biggie? Yes, sir. Well, I'm glad we got through the picks. And, uh, you know, we got something else that we're going to be dropping on social media for everybody. Uh, Mr. Brown and Biggie here had a little competition to see how well they know their sports music. And when we say sports music, you know, every everybody's got a theme, right? Like we were talking about how Amazon has uh, Thursday Night Football. They got their own theme now. Uh, but what brought this up was the uh, NBA on ESPN has a new theme. And Biggie, I think you said it kind of goes at the times, which I guess that just means it's really crappy because modern yes. music sucks, right? Yes. That's why all these kids are so pissed off now. Their music sucks. I know. They have nothing to properly vent their anger to, and it's it's creating problems. That's why we got mass shootings in this country is because your music sucks. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, we went through uh, a ton of things, uh, football from all the uh, three-letter networks, uh, ESPN, Fox, CBS. Uh, we even had hockey in there. Uh, I got to tell you, I, I think my close second favorite song is the uh, – hockey on espn uh that is great and barry melrose in his mullet somewhere is smiling every time that song plays but uh i think we all have our favorite sports song of all time what was it well for me it was uh split between monday night football and the nba on nbc back in the 90s the marv alberts nba on nbc right mr brown that's the one that you also yeah i I remember watching those day games i feel like it takes me back as a kid and like a teenager watching those like weekend day games with marv albert and it felt like it was always a knicks bulls game it It felt felt like like it right yeah yeah. I, it's nostalgia. It's our childhood creep. Or even up that us. Knicks uh, Heat series, you know, where they were just something fighting. like that. Yeah, yeah. I was always it was always a big game. It felt like it. And then Marv Alberts, yes, you know, just biting and people counts. and whatever. I mean, it was great. Uh, the um, the the other thing that's interesting about that song is you know John Tesh wrote it, and like when he goes on concerts and stuff, man, they jam out to that song, and the people go effing wild, and he's out there like looking like a a conductor of a marching band just really? losing his shit. I will show you the video as soon as we're done with the show. It is amazing, and uh, it makes me want to go see John Tesh in live uh, just to go see that that NBA on NBC. But did you know uh, someone has the rights to that? I did not. Who it is. Uh, Fox college basketball. Really? Yep. They're, they're rocking that song. 
Well, it's kind of like a remix. I I don't know. It's slightly different, but it's they're using it, yeah. and, and you know, a if if it was available, I can't. That's the problem. Instead of making the stupid track that they made for the new NBA on ESPN and ABC, they should have went and bought that out and brought it back, and everyone would have lost their mind. It would have been great, but no, we can't have nice things. Uh, so uh, outside of the NBA, these new players don't deserve that song. I that's true. Is, is there another one on there that you liked or hated or, or just completely disliked? Well, there's one that is just really familiar with the NFL on Sunday CBS one. And then the Sunday night on NBC, because I couldn't see Carrie Underwood, I was like, this isn't the right music. Because yeah, that's what I think of now. The facial expressions you made in these, which I, mean, I, I could tell you recognized almost every song. And well, some you, of them. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday, but damn, I know where this song's from. Mr. Oh, Brown, come you on! I hear why he was guessing, but he would just start rattling off random networks just because he gets so mad. Mm-hmm. He was just like, "It's ABC, it's Fox, it's TV. I don't know, but it's basketball." Notre Dame on NBC. Yeah, Jim Lampley. <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, so we'll have that video out sometime this week for everyone to see how well they can do picking out these themes. Uh, but. Um, the other uh, news of note that we – I don't know if you say it hit close to home, but, you know, we, we go on an annual walleye fishing charter every well, it year. it was in Lake Erie, and, right? And yeah, yeah, they had a big walleye fishing tournament up there and shenanigans uh, about. So uh, what exactly happened? Dude, so two guys, if they win this fishing tournament, they're going to be named fishing like two, team or duo of the year. They – would have been in line for close to $30,000 in gifts and prizes. Yeah, they got like boats and shit. It's crazy. The fish they turned in were expected to weigh right around 20 pounds. They would have won <laughs> their whatever, you know, $30,000, blah, 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 that tournament. Put them in first for the year. Ended up weighing close to 34 pounds is what I read. They are, they are not good cheaters. No. Well, like, here's the thing. If you cheat, you got to cheat just to barely win. Right. Like it's got to be believable. You can't put a uh, like a pound of of sinkers in the gullet of these fish. Right. 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 And that's what they did. Uh, did you see the video? They just opened it up. Did you see where they were yelling at him? The guy. Uh, like so they they were they cut the fish open right there in front of everybody. And they're all crowded around. They're MF and this guy, I'm like going off. And he's arrested. He's been robbing all of us for years. Going nuts. And he just stood there just all smug. What are you going to say? Yeah. But the guy was just standing there. I'm surprised nobody punched him in like the you, face. You're red-handed. You know, well, you're, you're done. The guy that caught him and was running it is a cop or a retired cop, one of the two. So he was able to keep it under control. Otherwise, that's the first thing I thought. With that amount of money on the line, if that was one, of, if you two were out there as a duo fishing and you right. found out that we're out this thirty grand, we could have been ahead of these guys. We finish second every oh, time. Yeah, we're going to have to punch them in the mouth. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to be making some chum. And I got to say, it made big news because for the first time in my life, I've seen uh, walleye memes. Yeah. Which I've never seen. Yep, yep, yep. So we see the Port Clinton, the city of Port Clinton, where we go, put it out there on their uh, Facebook page. And it was showing like one of their local restaurants with their their walleye sandwiches like they're famous for. Mm -hmm. And all it was was uh, like... Egg sinkers like with uh, breading on them. That's all you need on top baby. of the on top of the fish tacos. Yeah, I haven't seen that. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it might hurt your teeth a little bit, yeah. but uh, and then it said I saw another one that said uh, walleye female walleye protecting your eggs, and it was just egg sinkers at the bottom of the lake. She just sitting there beside of. 
<laughs> I mean, it, it's crazy that that made so much news, but I mean, it was such a blatant attempt at cheating. And then for the for them to just be able to pick up like one fish and be like, yeah, like it's like lumpy and like yeah. doesn't feel right. Like you, you just, you screwed up. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing they said when they look at a fish that can typically tell, typically tell what it should weigh, you pick it up and it's a lot heavier. And then all of a sudden they said that you feel the belly and you're like, oh Yeah. Got this on bitch open. You can tell like when we're out, when we're going out with our captains and like we catch one, they know if it's fifteen inches and they know about how much it weighs right when they see yeah, it. Yeah, I mean if they're measuring it, it's usually just because they already know they're supposed to. And see it's fifteen like at fifteen and an eighth. Yeah, they, yeah. they look at me like now nah, throw it back. And like no, it's measured. And it's like fourteen and a half. They're like I told you, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Like they know. Yeah. So so they can tell when they see like the shape of the egg anchors protruding out of their. Yeah, uh, yeah it's that's. That's good stuff. Uh, so, uh, hey, we know what not to do if we're ever in a tournament up there. there so that, go. that's good. Uh, and then uh, you were talking about uh, people getting punched in the face. I don't know if you saw this today, but uh, did you see about the Warriors and their uh, practice shenanigans? I yeah. have not. Dream uh, on who did he punch? Uh, Jordan Poole. There you go. Yeah. He's already apologized today. It was yesterday. Clocked him in the face. Yeah. Well, sometimes you need that guy who's a little on the edge to keep everybody else in line. That's right. Biggie, I'm going to punch you in the face. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to all our social media aspects out there. Don't forget about Mr. Brown's ultra-successful America's Pastime for the Love of Baseball, where he does autograph giveaways every Thursday evening, unless he goes to Atlanta for a game. So, you got to ignore those weeks. But um, we'll have the show out, and uh, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy baseball playoffs. Enjoy college football Saturday. Enjoy NFL Sunday because we know you're not enjoying this game on Thursday night. Have a wonderful, wonderful Dog weekend. Shit. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>